Yo, what's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. I hope you guys are doing fantastic because today I'm speaking with my man, John Eamon. John is an actor who's been on projects such as Transformers, Death Wish, The Getaway Kid, and many more films and TV shows. He's also a writer and is currently working on his own feature as a producer. He's someone who just has an incredible energy as well. And that's why I wanted to have him on the show to share his ways of thinking and his way of sharing and practicing spirituality. He's a very spiritual guy, such as myself, and he learns how to use that to become a better version of himself on a daily basis. I think there's a lot to learn from him every time that you know him and I have a conversation. I'm constantly picking up on something new and something that I'm like, yo, that's interesting. He's a super interesting guy. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's going to be a badass one. Let's get it. Vamos. The success to me is remaining who I am, the truth into my core, but achieving the greatness that I have planned out for myself. Everybody has a passion. It's up to you to grasp it. Live to love on one foot and love to live on the other. And that's how I live my life, living to love, which helps me love to live. Every moment is a gift that we get, and every breath that you take in is a choice to be here. My man, John, welcome to the most badass show on the planet. How do you do? I feel good. I feel like a badass, bro. Oh, man. Thanks for oh, inviting me. Nah, man. Pleasure, dude. Bro, for those who don't know you, um, I don't know how they wouldn't know you, but they don't know you. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a, shame. A sh- it's a shame, but now they do. And can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to, to where you are, to what you do? So the basics of who I am, I am an actor. I'm also an ambassador for a few foundations um, for the charities around the world. And um, one of them being Make-A-Wish. And I'm in an ongoing process of actually becoming an ambassador for uh, an American foundation. Yet I will keep that one nameless for now until it, for, it comes to fruition. Um, but yeah, so I'm a writer as well and I'm an ongoing producer and we're in an era where you kind of have to do everything for yourself to start getting out of, uh, out of the norm and start creating your own work to then get on the radar. But, um, yeah, uh, started off as a child actor, first ever audition, booked it, became the lead of a TV show, which was literally facing my fears every single day I went on set because I I got like 60 pages of text a week to learn uh, without any experience. That was, yeah. it was right into the action, right into the juice. So you know? First thing you got, you booked. I mean, I, I think, I guess, is it fair to say that, you know, it, it all just came super easy for you? Uh, actually though, but it was a blessing. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, you know what I mean? Because you get in. But you've got, you've gotten some rejections after that though. Oh, definitely. Like I come into the industry thinking like people are saying that this is a hard business. What? What? Oh, no way. This is easy. This is great. And Mm -hmm. no renewal of the contract for continuity of the character. And then it was the real hustle that started afterwards, except the ego boost was incredible. And then life hits. You realize, okay, humbling. uh, This was a very humbling experience. Right. Then it's been a hustle since then, man. Definitely. And what has been the most, the hardest thing that you've you had to go through, like in your career, so far, man? The hardest thing was, oh man, I would. The hardest thing was taking the leap to go to LA. Definitely, it felt easy in the moment, but then realizing everything that it came with, 
mm-hmm. the baggage that it brought was just immeasurable, man. Like I had lost my mother a year before that. And she had told me to chase my dreams and a life where your dreams aren't fulfilled is a life not worth living. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to make it anywhere, I'm going to make it in LA. And flew to LA, went to acting school there, but didn't have a working visa for the time that I was. And then uh, ended up going back to Vancouver in the process. I'm still waiting on an answer. Um, But the hardest has been deciding where to set up and where to call home to be able to work, to then be able to pursue my dream in the States. That was the hardest thing of accepting that, okay, I need a paper to tell me that I can work there. Mm-hmm. What was it like, man? Like, cause there's so many actors that, you know, take leaps to go to LA. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess everyone's in it. Sometimes people go when they're prepared, when they're like ready there, that's what they should be doing in the career. Yeah. Sometimes people go, there's some people that you know, they just hear, oh, I want to be an actor. They've never done anything in their life. And yeah. you know, man, that oh, cracks man. me up all the time, man. Like, oh, dude, the amount of actors in LA, right? <laughs> Just, just like side note, this is hilarious. I feel like when I, when I'm in Montreal, I say, "Hey, I'm an actor." Any single woman will be like, "Wow, okay, that's awesome." You go to LA or Vancouver, you're like, "Hey, I'm an actor." They're like, "Oh, he's broke," <laughs> <laughs> and it just doesn't work, you know. But that's funny. It's just it's such a different mindset. But what was your question again? I just totally tangented off right there. <laughs> what was the biggest like growth experience from you going to LA? Oh man, that was definitely the moment I arrived there. So I dressed up all nice, you know, I dressed up looking good. Yeah. I'm a pro- I'm I'm being greeted by my dream, you know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. like I had barely no savings. I thought I I thought I I thought I was set up, you know, but no matter how much you think you're set up, going to LA you got to times that by three, you know. And getting there ended up uh, getting to this one place which sold me the idea that 300 bucks everything included everything included in that i was like wow wow i can afford living here for a while <laughs> great <laughs> long story short i lasted 10 days in that place and my dad found out what i'd done i ended up living in this halfway house living with 30 people in a three bedroom 30 plus people man but it wasn't the kind of people that you're like oh man i can learn something from these people mm-hmm. i can learn and ended up becoming i can learn what not to do by being with these people which is kind yeah. of, it was really interesting. It was just analyzing the characters and just seeing the kind of behavior patterns happening in the house. And man, I mean, it, it went from living in a sheltered home to being in a soap opera where drama happened every single moment of every day. And yeah. the real world just consistently enforcing the fact that this is real. People do this. This is the real world, Joe. And yeah. That was a hard lesson, man. Then my dad flying in, saving my ass, and literally putting me in a like practical and practically in a penthouse, bro. Like I had the whole world at my fingertips. Seriously, living in a two-bedroom apartment, two thousand square feet, view on the hills, Hollywood on the right, Beverly Hills on the left, tallest building in the neighborhood, right beside the Grove. It was incredible. Yet before that, those 10 days, I lived with 30 plus people in a three bedroom house. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a, a similar experience where a couple of years ago, I was actually in, I went to LA and I also went with like no money. I went with my own kind of business goals slash acting things. And I felt it was one of those times I just, just went 
you know yeah. i just i just went and i was going oh, through yeah. a bunch of things at the time and i just went and uh i ended up staying i literally went to a party with a, a producer friend of mine and we were we went to san diego and uh to this film festival and then it was like literally when i had just arrived they picked me up at the airport and it's like a director uh two producers from la picking me up hey juan how's it going uh, we had worked together in, in something before in the past and i'm there and then we'd go to this festival in san diego come back to like, okay where are you staying and i didn't know where i was staying bro i didn't know where i was staying you know and and i didn't know and it was one of those things i was going through so much stuff i just felt like i had to get away and i went there and I just, I was just acting and I didn't know where I was sleeping that night. And I ended up sleeping at a hostel near in Hollywood where there was six people in that room. I thought I was going to be alone. Like imagine the ignorance, man. Like I felt oh, like, man. yeah. And so there was literally a person sleeping right above me. There was like two people sleeping here, two people oh, sleeping man. here. I arrive and there's this guy open the door and you just like open your mind and say, okay, like this is how some people are doing. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I stayed there for some time. There was a point where I, I said, you know what? I'm so fucking uncomfortable here, man. Oh like, yeah. Dude. There was another room there and there was like dealings happening. There was like, it was some serious stuff, bro. But I was like, I'm so uncomfortable here. And this is how my mind works. I have to stay here for a while, you know, because yeah. I wanted to leave. And I, and, but I also, I couldn't, cause I had also my card had been like declined because oh. of something with my business before. So I was like, Dude. and I didn't, I didn't want to call any, have someone to call really. I didn't want to, I wanted to, I'm going to figure this shit out. I started even yeah. doing some stuff on the street to make like some, some quick cash. Are you kidding me? No, I swear. I went to Santa Monica. I started even doing, cause I used to do a lot of uh, soccer freestyling before. So I no would like, juggle on the street in, in Montreal and I would do like in the Metro juggling and I put a hat and start making money. I would put the ball on my head to the side. I would do all that stuff. And then I, yeah. at, the end of, at the end of a couple hours, I would make, I mean, not too much, maybe like a hundred dollars, but with a hundred dollars, I could like live for the day. You know what I mean? Dude. So, and so I, I, I bought a ball and I started doing that there. I've done that with a little bit in the past with the guitar, but it wasn't as, it wasn't oh. a, I'm not the best guitar player, but I mean, I can play a song. Um, but with the soccer ball, that's something that, you know, kind of Dude, like saved me. I so. respect that. I respect that. Cause you see how, how mature is this audience? Like how deep can I go into that story in the halfway house? It's mature, man. You can, I want the rush here. We want the raw, raw stuff in here. Want man, the real, so. Okay. Want I'm, the, uh, the moment I got there, the thing was run by the Russian mafia. It was an historic Filipino. Mm -hmm. The owner looks at me. He's like, Kid, uh, you sure you want to live here? I'm there wearing my best clothes. You know, I'm here proud. He's like, this is going to be safe for you. The guy tells me that. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no other way. I have no other place to go. Keep in mind, I have like a year's worth of medication in my luggage. And I'm like, dude, if this gets stolen from me, one, my health is in jeopardy. Two, they can make a lot of money off of this. Yeah. And three, I was like, man, there's where else can I go? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've told these people back home. I'm like, and that's the time where I'm like, dude, do I go back home? And I was like, I'm going to do this. I promised to myself that I was going to make this happen. And I looked at the hills and I was like, one day I will live there. But I'm like, right now, that's not what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it was the most dangerous neighborhood in Los Angeles. Yeah. There was like four murders. They were saying 
a weekend and I could hear the gunshots. Bro. <laughs> I slept with earbuds. I went to bed at 7 p.m. and woke up at 4 to stay away from the drama. Mm-hmm. One night I got woken up because I heard cops raiding the place. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what? And I was just, I just opened my eyes and I see this woman on the floor, which was a person that lived there. Like, nose broken, bro, piss and blood. And the guy's getting handcuffed. And I'm like, what just happened? And the people were like, he just beat her up. And he went to jail. This happened on a Friday. So the guy spends the weekend in jail. Wow. This is the most fucked up part of this, man. On the Monday, I see the girl crying at her boyfriend saying how sorry she was to have called the cops. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'll never do this again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, like trying to get his love back. And he looks at her in the eyes. He's like, if you do this again, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I saw it inside that he meant it, bro. And I'm just seeing this all happen. I'm like, this is... Like, I felt so uncomfortable, bro. Like, I'm like, keep in mind, I'm not in the same room, but I'm hearing this happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. Like, this is crazy. And this other morning, it's like 5 a.m. This guy comes in after an all-nighter, drops this bag of flour. <laughs> flour yeah. on the table. Yet this person has like is living in a halfway house, okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that much coke in my life. Yeah, yeah. Takes a little hit. And he looks at me, he's like, have a great day with a smile and went to bed. And bro, I'm just and there eating. That guy's, that guy's in your room, right? This guy, no, that was in the kitchen. That was in the kitchen. And I'm just like. Did you have your own room on that? Oh, no. I was sharing my room with 10 people. I, and, there was and, like, so you had your bed and you had 10 people in the same room. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like five bunk beds in a one, like in that one bedroom. Okay, yeah. And like at one point there was like a fleece infestation in there. Like yeah, it's, it, it, it's very similar exactly to what I was, what I was doing. <laughs> Bro, it tests, it tests your will. It, it tests your will. Like life, the universe will test you to your limits, man. Mm-hmm. I think people don't understand it until you've actually experienced that. You know what I mean? Until you. Oh, totally. You know. It's rough, man. It's like, the, like I go by life saying I came up with this thing with one of my boys in LA. And it's, it's the we, the W-E um, theory. That's, we created it. Yet when you say we in French, it means yes. Mm-hmm. And what it stands for is there's three pillars to both. And we means wisdom and experience. Mm-hmm. And how it works is we go with the idea of the three pillars of the experience is what you need to go through before getting to the three other pillars that bring you to wisdom. Mm-hmm. and here's how i really i bring it down so the first pillar is knowing so here's an example let's say you want to build a house okay oh. you might be like oh yeah I, I know how to build a house you know i just go on youtube you know or like read stuff up yeah, i know how to build a house that's the knowing that's the intellectual property that's the under like the knowing yet the second step is the intuition is doing what you know by actually with action. So the intuition that you get, like intuition is like you're at a red light and you're like, oh, do I just, do I turn right or do I turn left? And you just tell you, oh, I'm just going to turn right. And if you were to turn left, the guy ran right through the red light and you would have gotten hit. You know, and you're like, oh my God. That's a really drastic example, but it's, that's intuition. It's listening to that gut, which then leads you to the third pillar, which is mm-hmm. understanding. 
Yeah. And that's the yang to the yin, the yin to the yang of the knowing and understanding. Because when you understand something, you've created the house. It's built. You've done it. You've created your own truth. And that right there is your experience. Which then leads you to the following steps. When you have an experience, the real wisdom comes from this. Because you can have someone that's went through a lot in their life. Yet if they don't understand what they went through, they're just as ignorant as they were before they even started. Mm -hmm. So here's the three pillars of the wisdom. First, you need the experience, right? So that's pillar number one. You need an experience. Followed by, let's say you built a house, everything's done. Now you got the experience. The next thing is analyze the experience, the analytical aspect of, okay, so that's how I approach this. And I can guarantee you when you built your house, it wasn't perfect in one shot. You had to learn things, a few things along the way. Mm -hmm. So you analyze, you analyze that experience, which then brings you to the third, which is the understanding of the experience. And when you understand what you went through, sometimes you might've gone through something, but it only took you six months to understand what it went through, what you had just gone through. Yet when you understand it, that's the key to your wisdom. When you understand your experiences, you're bound to not do it again. You learn, you grow, mm-hmm. you change, you evolve. And that's the we theory, the it's yes to life. Theory. And that's what we did in pictures, you know, for a bit. We were like, eh, eh. <laughs> it looked so bad, but we were like, you know what? It's just going to be intellectual <laughs> property, you know? And it's just, that's how we decided to really communicate it. But yeah. So when you understand it, that's the key to wisdom, yeah? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. You can go through so much in your life, and not you can understand. go through so much. And if you don't know what actually happened, like you say, most people don't take the time to analyze, right? So I'm I'm curious, how do you go about analyzing basically all the different experiences that you have daily? So when I go through something and I analyze, I depict on how I reacted to certain things. So how was I in this situation? What did I choose to do? Could I improve on that? So let's say I snapped at someone. Why did I snap? Okay, that person frustrated me. Okay, but what's the root of that frustration? Uh, it made me feel unpleasant inside. Oh, okay, that's the truth. I felt unpleasant because of what they did. And that's why I snapped. And that's the analytical. It's, the, it's really just going to the root of the circumstances. And when you go to the root, that is when you fully understand it. So the analyzing and the understanding is hand in hand. It's one without the other. As you analyze, you start understanding. Because you could typically analyze, but you won't go anywhere until something in your life is unblocked. You know, let's say you start under, you went through something hard emotionally. Let's say you lost someone. Only after losing that person can you understand, okay, life is temporary. Mm -hmm. It's something to know it. It's like, yeah, everything is ephemeral. Everything rises to pass away. Yeah, okay. but through the loss is what really triggered that knowledge and after analyzing that you're like okay yeah now i understand i understand what it is live day by day i'm fearless live with love live with light man you know yeah man that's cool that's cool dude yeah (laughs) a little insight you know like that's how i choose to live like my quote my friend was asking me recently he's like what would be on your tombstone and 
I have shoes here. Like I have shoes that were got custom made. I know this might sound like it's out of context, but wait, it, it'll make sense. On the shoes, I asked the designer to write, live to love on one foot and love to live on the other. And that's how I live my life, living to love, which helps me love to live. And what I asked, when he asked me that, I looked at him and I was like, well, the quote will be, he lived to love and he loved to live. You know, just make in the past tense. Mm-hmm. I would, no matter what, that's how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And by living like that, you only bring the miracles to the ones around you or that have, have the chance of being there. Because when you live out of love, you live out of peace, harmony, you live out of light. And light beings attract light beings. And it's just such an amazing environment to be in. Mm-hmm. And you keep attracting who you are, right? So if you better yourself, guess who's going to be in your life? The very best. So The proof is right Hey, seriously, man. Seriously, <laughs> brother. Seriously. Hey, so guys, John is one of the most like fucking, he has such a beautiful energy about him. That's something that I, I just love just about you, bro. It's just like the energy that you bring in a conversation is so, so uh, light. It's so powerful and deep at the same time. Um, so what do you, what do you think that comes from, man? Like, <laughs> That's that's a good question. Uh, we'll see how deep I want to go into this. <laughs> um, I would start by stating thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. And I, I, welcome, I'd say man. the same about you, man. You, you bring an intensity. That's what you bring. You bring a beautiful intensity. Because I look at you and you're a carrier of truth, bro. Like, honestly, there's no bullshit around you. It's the truth and nothing at all. Which is a beautiful and I had to tell you that as well. You know, I had to return a compliment, you know. But, uh, Thank you, buddy. But I would have to say it all starts with the way I start my day, man. Uh, like, I'm a person that I meditate a lot. It's all come through self-love. Learning to fall in love with myself. To then be able to love others, no matter the situation. And I've been tested through my whole life, man. And to points where I'm like, wow, this is literally like a game. Like the, life is like a game where you face bosses consistently. And it just makes you enforce the principles that you choose to live by. Mm-hmm. To a point where it's ingrained into your soul and you have no other choice but to be it. What I mean by that is when I meditate, I've been, I've been meditating since I'm a kid, man. My parents have always... I mean, to meditate when I was a kid, like my mom would be like, okay, let's just meditate for, uh, let's meditate for one minute. Okay. And to <laughs> mind, I'm like five or six and I'm just like, I don't want to meditate for a minute. I was like, wait, so I can, meditate come on. For- <laughs> right. I'm like, wait, Matt, so I can meditate for a minute to watch my other show. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. So I meditate for my minute and it was always a minute yet. Sometimes in real time, it was 15 minutes and I would be gone for 20 minutes. And then 30 minutes as my life progressed and it just became more and more crucial to my development. And just this idea of when I meditate, it's all about the expansion of my own love within myself. I was taught to meditate by uh, going to a session called Vipassana. It was, I lived like a monk for 30 days of my life to understand the proper technique to meditation. And it's by analyzing every single inch of your being, not just your body of your being, 
because you realize intuition comes from outside. It, it doesn't, it's, yes, it might come from the core, but its radar and its, sense, its senses come from something much further than your, just your physical body. You know, like they say, sixth sense kind of style. Mm-hmm. A sixth sense isn't physical. It's around you. And it's inhibiting that and living through that and just letting a light flow into those layers around your being. There's a book called The Sacred Anatomy, which I would definitely recommend reading. If you're into spirituality and whatnot and you want to know further into, you want to understand further into your own being, you'll learn a lot. You get to the point where you realize there's much more than just the physical body. Yeah. And, when, and when you start living in love, but you just start embracing that through all your structure. You bring that to everyone that you end up meeting. And that's why you could feel that and see that. It's because it's just love, brother. It's just love. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And what's one thing, dude, that, you know, because I think spirituality is one of those things that our generation, there's a lot of people that are very, becoming very, very spiritual and taking it very seriously. But there's also a lot of people who just, you know, it's just not part of their lives at all. Um what is something that you personally, you think that it has helped you and that someone could just, you know, add as a habit or as something that they can start doing that would, you know, really help them in their journey? I would say even before answering that, the reason why some people are just not even open to it is because not everybody has the seed. I, I see like a seed, you know, like some people just put an idea inside your mind kind of thing. And you're like, oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to learn more about it in this curiosity. I believe that not everybody, I feel like, sorry, let me regurgitate that. Everybody has a seed. It just doesn't mean it's being watered. And people sometimes choose not to water it based out of fear. Yeah. It's like, if I start developing, then, oh my God, what's going to happen to my own principles? What's going to happen to who I am as a being? Like what's going to happen to myself, my surroundings? There's a lot of things that you realize you have to sacrifice the further you go on within that journey. And those sacrifices are for your own good. If some people are just so attached to things that they just don't want to let them go and they'd rather live in ignorance than to live in total flow of life, but not just going with the flow, but becoming the current. You choose where you're going. Mm -hmm. and You become the river, which turns into a valley, which turns into an ocean. And to get back to what you're saying, about spirituality and the knowledge behind it, I guess. How can I explain it? It is such a head start to so many things or an advantage when you're developed spiritually because you become so in tune with your being that infatuation, desires, and cravings don't really get to you. You become solidified in your principles and you know what makes you feel good. No, it's, it's, but if, could you repeat what your question was? I like going on tangents and then I have trouble coming back on them. I'm like, wait a second. I got to get back here. (laughs) Uh, It's all good, my man. Basically, like, what is some stuff that you think people can do that, you know, let's say they're open to it, you know, but they're like, I I don't really know. Do I I meditate? Okay. Like what's something else? You know, obviously the meditation is super important or visualization, but what is something else that you think people could start just trying out, you know, because I think it all starts with trying, trying it out. Mm. And then you could be like, you know what, 
trying this out actually i felt good right i felt good i saw a difference i think it's when people start taking the time to feel how they feel after they do something like that but most people most of the times you're not even open to it most people are not even open to it so when you do become open it and then it's okay let me actually feel how the hell i feel right and that's what we don't do enough you know and in in the world i think if people just actually felt more it would be so it would be so different you know you would take the time to feel how you feel then you would see oh how does how does my man feel how does because it's all about feeling man it's all about fucking feeling it is it's all connected so what do you gotta say it's the art of the present moment honestly that's really what it comes down to it's yeah. being present it's not about being in your thoughts oh man i gotta do supper oh or like oh the kids are coming over or like man my friends want to go out tonight like but like you're not taking the time to enjoy this moment every moment is a gift that we get and every breath that you take in is a choice to be here yeah. if you really take the time to understand that you have the choice of letting go of your breath it's a choice that you decide to keep to stay here. The one thing I would recommend for someone that wants to take their spirituality to another level is start with the basics. I would say, go, go and look at Vipassana. Go try that experience. Go live like a monk for 10 days because that declutters the mind. Mm-hmm. It's literally like a mental detox where you go through the hardest, the hardships of your life and you face who you are. And sometimes not sometimes. It's always unpleasant to realize who you are and not the image you portray of yourself. And it's taking your walls down and seeing really who you are and what you're here for. Most of the time, that's what happens. You get that mental clarity. But you learn to be present. And when you're present, you're always at the right place. And nice. when you want to go into a deeper level and an even deeper idea behind spirituality... Then I could I could put you in touch with my mentors, my mentors and whatnot. I have a few people that I talk to and that help me out to go even deeper within my own being and help me evolve. But it, honestly, I could, you know what? I'm, I'm a talk. I might sound crazy, but listen, I'm gonna tell you what I know, for real. When I meditate. The first thing I do is I expand my light. Everybody has a divine source. Everybody has divine light within themselves. And it's about expanding it, but not just expanding it to a point where your light goes and exceeds your being, which is what you've, it's kind of funny because that's what you said. You feel this energy when you're around me. Mm. And that's because of the practice I do behind my meditation. So I'm not a person that believes in any God or sex. But I do believe in a divine source of some sort because I feel like that's where we all originate from. And that's, you you can feel the divine within everyone. Everybody has it. And what I do is I ask a divine source. I literally communicate it through my uh, meditations, sometimes verbally, sometimes non-verbally. And I I ask just because your body is layered. We have seven different layers. There's the physical there's the emotional layer. There's the primal. I could actually break it down for you if you want. This is, that could actually be really interesting. So the mm-hmm. physical layer is your body itself. The emotional layer is action, reaction. So, so conscious, subconscious mind, really. Then you go into the uh, primal, 
which is instincts, really. Family, tribes, that kind of vibe. That's the kind of layer that that enhances. And then you go into the, um, to your mental. So your mental is really just your mental state of mind. Like, how do you feel? Are you calm? Is your mind present? Is it tamed? You know, that's, monks have a very tamed mind and whatnot. Yet someone working as CEO might have a very busy mind because of all the things he's thinking about. The following layer is the cognitive body. And that's creating plans. It's kind of the intuition as well. That's the kind of body because the cognitive layer is really what determines the it's the bridge between physical and metaphysical. Because when you get into that, then it gets into the spiritual. That's the spiritual layer that follows that. Spiritual layer is literally your spirit. Yeah. The baggage you bring in. The soul is the, is the one after that. And that's really the essence of who you are. And after that, it's your universal layer, which has like those antennas around you. And that's where your sixth sense comes from. The more in tune you are, the more you feel around yourself. And the more you fill your structure really and what i do is i inhibit those by letting my light expand further and further into my layers and the further you go out the harder it is to stay in tune with your being really because it's just so subtle man it, mm. it becomes a really subtle feeling you know but for me it's weird because the further i go out the deeper i feel it within my own being my own physical body till i just stop at my soul plexus right underneath my ribcage I can feel that burning flame right there and I can feel it. Yeah. And as I do that practice in my own meditation, I put it like a, I ask the divine source to put like a sticky box five yards beyond that universal layer. So my layer has expansion, right? You know, so it can, because we're in consistent flux. We're not stagnant objects. We're alive. Yeah, I'm going detailed right now, by the way. This is like, it's like spirituality, like 101. <laughs> this is, That's we're jumping crazy. right into it. And um, yeah, and then I put a sticky box there. So anything that's within my structure doesn't just go into the universe into some, and latches onto somebody else, you know? Because uh -huh. sometimes when there's a transition and like, uh, how can I say? When somebody passes away, some people stay here because of attachments, right? They stay on the physical form. They stay in the physical layer, meaning they just stick around. It's a lower energy. I mean, it's it's... How can I say it? It's entities are just beings that decided not to move on and transition into the next uh, dimension and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they just stay here because of attachments with people, things and whatnot. Or sometimes the other way around, people just attach themselves onto them and doesn't, don't allow them to move on. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you have negativities like that within your structure. And by expanding your light, where there is light, there is no darkness. Right. So as you keep brightening out and letting your divine energy flow and flow in every layer you go through, you reclaim it. And it's your structure, your sanctuary. You develop further and further until you get to the universal layer. Then you push all that divine light so that all the matter around you gets expanded into the sticky box. And then she just, it's, it's funny because I call it a <laughs> sticky box. Yeah, there's so much, I can find a better word for it, but you know, absolutely. <laughs> and uh yeah and then you just you're going so deep but then there's oh, a sticky box ah dude. Oh, dude it is so deep though that's the thing it's incredible and oh, then man. i i call upon like archangel michael the jagger i take the sticky box away with all of this uh waste and whatnot and i can just take it up you know so it just doesn't linger there and yeah i mean like that's how i inhibit my structure and that's why i bring I like this light and this love to people 
Well, you answered that question lovely, my friend. I went deep. Dude. <laughs> I went deep. People are going to be taking notes. Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> For real. Yeah, there was a con- conversation we had earlier before the call we were talking, and you said, um, you said <laughs> a quote that you really liked by my Grant Cardone was, oh, you, want, you, want to, you want to say it? If you had to, you have to sacrifice who you are sometimes so you can, you know, become the person you know you can be, right? Exactly. And so my question to you is, who is John Eamon in 10 years? Oh, man. It's kind of funny because I asked myself that question five years ago and I, and I exceeded what I had in plans. I've exceeded the being that I thought I would become in half the time. And I actually did that uh, exercise recently. Nice. it's kind of jokes that you asked that that's awesome so yeah well i didn't, I, I asked you because i because i felt the energy right i could i could read your energy bro for real like the person i'm going to be in 10 years is just going to be in compound interest of the person i am right now Fuck the yeah. love the love is going to be even more infinite bro you know what's crazy is i i literally use a line ver- i use compound interest when someone asks me that same question because i created who i am you I determined who I was, elaborated who I became, created my fundamentals almost like the concrete in the basement, and now it's just compound interest level by level. Level by level. Just be true to who you are, and you'll always be on the right page. Honestly, that's it. That's the truth. Compound interest. Exponential growth. Exponential growth. Exponential growth. And what is is success to you, man? Success. Success to me is, it's kind of funny because that's something that's always been challenged for me. What is success? You know, and for me, it's being wealthy, not rich. I'll be plenty rich, that I know for a fact. But, well, having the time to do what I want to do, but also to help the world improve. And the success to me is remaining who I am, the truth into my core but achieving the greatness that I have planned out for myself is achieving those milestones that I set up. So for myself, I've always, I have a script that I'm writing and it's about spirituality actually. And it's to teach the basics in an entertaining way. I want to have my own production company because I know the, I know the entertainment that I'm going to be exposing to the world might not always be to the likings of certain people. And to certain energies in the in the first place, because when you bring light, there's always going to come with confrontation, right? The more light, the, the more darkness approaches. You should, uh, when you have your sc- screenplay finished, you should send it to uh, Gon's Films. Gon's Films? I was thinking Gaia. It's seeing uh... Gon's Films is a is a great production company. Yeah. The, the founder, I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Huang Gray. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like it's, my produ- that. it's my production house, but. But yeah, dude, I'd be uh, for sure got to read that, especially about spirituality. No, oh, definitely. And that's the thing. It's we're, we're we're aiming big on this. We're aiming really big on this. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny because the way I class this movie is like a fiction, a mystique fiction. Yeah. And in a few years from right now, the more people become awakened, they'll mm. realize it was a documentary. Nice. Seriously, because it integrates a lot of things like elemental orbs, auras, the structures in general. Yeah, yeah. The energy exchange. I'm really curious. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To, it's going to be such an interesting release, if I'm going to be honest with you. I like it because it's coming from, it's coming from, 
it's coming from youth as well. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times I think that's more spiritual films and projects like that, you know, come from definitely from experience, but I think it's interesting when it, you can, it's, it could be something, especially coming from youth, you something you would want to watch. Right. And oh, really the market. So that's where you can, you know, you can tap into something interesting if you do it right. No, definitely. And it's, that's the beauty of it all. Honestly, it's just, doing what you want to do, you know, doing what I think is right. And I have a co-writer Zach with me and he's an amazing man. Like we bounce off each other and we balance each other out. You know, I'm all about details and he's all about truth and reality and bringing intensity, man. And he's great between characters and developing of that. So that's awesome. So we bounce each other off. What did you but say? I, what did you say? I was that you said I was the. I got I got baptized by you as the carrier of truth. Is that, oh hell yeah, definitely. Man. Is, that, is, that, is that is that it? Should I should I do that uh, on the the gram? Oh um, man, AKA bearer of truth, truth. A barrier. Like a, oh yeah, dude. For real, you <laughs> are though, because that's what you embody. There's a no bullshit zone when I'm with you. That's why I elaborated how deep. Yeah, I really yeah. went into spirituality. Like I would not have expected to talk about that. And I appreciate Especially, that, man. I, I, I really connected yeah. with that shit. That's, that's the kind of stuff that when this is over, I'm going to go and re-listen to it. Even if I already listened to it once, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I, I took my time just as yourself, like very, very, very seriously. It's the most precious thing we got. Right. Mm-hmm. No, and, and so just the fact to go and listen to it again, I think I'll listen to it a couple of times because there's some, there's something, there's something there. You know what Definitely. I mean? That you, you feel it. And when there is something there, you don't want to listen to it once because I might've heard it. Down. I might've heard it, but I gotta, I gotta get to the level of understanding. Right. Oh, you have to live it. You gotta live it. Absolutely. Definitely. Bro, let me ask, let me ask you one thing. Um, one last thing to wrap it off. You're, let's just say a couple of years from now, many, many years from now, I hope. Um, but you have the experience that you have right now and you're, 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 you're leaving earth and you have to leave one thing behind. You take a book and you're writing it in one, one pager and you're giving it to your loved ones, maybe your kids, you know, some nephews, some people that are important to you and a youth um, that's younger than you. And you have to write what is your truth right now. And you only have one page to write. My question to you is what would you write on that? What are your words to success? Life's what you make it. So make it a good one. Can you elaborate a little, a couple more sentences? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like my man gave me the title. <laughs> Yo, for real though. Oh man. That was there's a good so long line. I know. Like there's so much I would leave behind. Like that page would be written one font and they'd need a microscope to look yeah, at it. Yeah, but it would be one liners after one liners. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if I was to leave earth right now, or if I was to leave Earth later on, is this is a right now moment? It's a it's like, a right now moment, yeah. So I'm passing away. Yeah, definitely start off by life is because what I, you make it. because I don't know if you can give me the answer of what John would give me in you know hundreds of years or whatever. Okay, I can definitely tell you. You can tell me if you can if it's a different answer then give it to me, man. Watch my movies. Watch my movies, bro. Because I got a lot of movies that I have in my mind and I know I'm going to make them happen. And every single one, I'm a person that's going to not just write for entertainment. I'm going to write for knowledge. So as you watch these movies, you can watch it for entertainment. But the awakened ones is who I'm truly targeting. 
So you'll have made it, you'll most likely have to watch that movie twice to truly get the message behind it. And the deeper and deeper you go into it, you might have to watch it three times. And that's the kind of movies I'm going to bring. Those are the kind of movies I'm bringing, actually, because it's my plan and that's what I'm doing. And my words to success, truly life is what you make it. We come in here without a consciousness and we make one. We have a consciousness. Let me correct myself. We have a consciousness, but it's a blank slate. Mm-hmm. I believe that we had a consciousness before coming into this world. And this has all the properties of truly becoming paradise on earth, if that's what you want, or it could be hell on earth. Yeah. And the only difference between paradise and hell for you is the, how quick you can adapt to change, how willing you are to sacrifice to create your own paradise. It's not just about hard work. It's about discipline, mm-hmm. consistency, and passion. Everyone has a passion. Everyone has one. Whether it was playing with Legos as a kid, playing soccer as a teen, or if it was just going out to party, there's a passion for everyone. That kid that was great with Legos could become an engineer or an architect. That guy that was a soccer player can truly have a career out of it. Everyone can. Mm-hmm. It's all about that extra hours that you do. Instead of going out with your friends, it's about you taking that soccer ball, kicking it around, mastering it, spending those 10,000 hours with it. If you like clubbing, own a club. Allow other people to enjoy what you enjoy. Everybody has a passion. It's up to you to grasp it. A lot of people make it so much harder for themselves because they're like, I don't know what I want to do or whatnot. And my question to that is you do know what you want to do. It's just you're afraid to admit it to yourself. Yeah. A lot of people have that identity of who they choose to be. Is that for others or is that for you? And before you even start looking at others or start looking for yourself, stop it right there. Create yourself. Analyze who you currently are with the pros and cons of your being and elaborate from there. And that's when you realize that your passion is going to come to you again. Because sometimes all you need is that spark. And it always has to be lit. It's up to you to care for it. And perseverance, man. Persevere, baby. Persevere. The further you go along, the harder it becomes. That's what people don't realize. Because when you get to the top, that's the real battle. It's when you get to the top that the storm is the strongest. Mm -hmm. And it's how long you can stay in there that makes the difference. Yeah, the struggle never stops, but that's also why, you know, when you get there, you appreciate what you got. You know what I mean? Definitely. You appreciate it. And I th- I think, you know, if you truly become successful, it becomes hard, but you're also fucking, you're enjoying that, that hard, you know, that because it's, it's what you're meant to be doing. You can Definitely. be killing yourself as something that you hate. And trust me, now that's hard. You know, yeah. I can, I can be doing something that, you know, I absolutely hate and I'll, you know, it'll be hard. I'm doing things that sometimes is 10 times as hard for most people, but for me it's easier because I just, there's just no other way. There's just nothing else I can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if it is harder, it's just, well, I got to live with it. And it makes the fact that there's nothing else I could do. I just don't start playing games in my mind because that's what really kills people. 
definitely. games that they play themselves that are not true. No, hundred percent. Not accepting the truth. Master yeah. your mind, and you mastered the world, man. Master your mind, and you've mastered yourself. Because it's funny, we live in a we live in a civilization that is so intellectual and rational. So, and I mean, everybody is going to university now. Everybody's got a bachelor's. Some people get a master's, and even a few less get a PhD. But most people will push forward on that. What I'm trying to say is we're in a civilization that knows a lot. We yeah. know a lot, yet we understand so little. Live, experience. Then you'll start to understand why you're here. Most people die at 25 and get buried at 75, man. When you look at it. Yeah. Seriously. I'm 23 and I cannot wait to keep moving forward. I read a quote once and it said, you know, I'm going to be the kind of person that I'm going to slide into my gasket last second. I'm going to slide in there sideways, like roughed up like crazy scars everywhere. And I'm going to land into my casket sliding and I'm going to just going to fall in and be like, damn, what a ride. (laughs) (laughs) And see you later. You know, like that's, that's, that's how I envision my life. That's how I've always envisioned it. Yeah, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing and opening up the way you did. My pleasure, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure people are really going to appreciate it, get a bunch of knowledge. And my man, I can't wait to to see you soon, give you a big hug and, and talk some projects, bro. Definitely. And honestly, we should we should do another segment where it's solely spirituality, if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I just gave you the basics of something, but there's so much more, yeah. so much more. Let's do it. We'll have to do it. Man. Is there anything else you want to share to the word success audience before we go? Thank you for listening. And taking the time and appreciating, Honestly. you know. But you'll truly get my respect when you start living by the decisions you choose for yourself, you know, and not mm-hmm. complain about your circumstances. But seriously, you choose your life. Honestly, you choose your life. Life is what you make it. (laughs) So make it a good one. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wrap. Thank you so much for having me on, my man. Thank you. It was an honor to be here, brother. See ya. All right. I hope you guys got value and enjoyed the conversation with my man, John Eamon. If you want to learn more about John, you can go to words2success.com under episodes, and it's all there. Also, we are always open to learn and discover new people. So if you guys have an idea of who you want on the Words to Success podcast for future episodes, do let us know. You can email us or you can also send us a message on Instagram at Words to Success. And if you want to reach out to me personally, um, you can go to at Juan Gray on Instagram. And I do check them all personally. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the next one. Vamos, 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 vamos.